Hello and welcome back to Meet the Chefs. Today we're going back from Oxford to Barcelona and I'm with Marco. He's the head chef at Ugot Brunchery. Now this is one of Barcelona's most famous brunch restaurants. They don't take reservations and in classic brunch style you are queuing around the door. The setting is really unique and you'll see as Marco struggles to really describe it and sum it up. I'd probably go with vintage but it's sort of a bit higgledy-piggledy and kind of refined in an unrefined way. You'll see what I mean. There's some photos on social media too, so you should go and check those out. They really do have everything at Ugot, and you guys know that for me, brunch is a really confusing concept. It was great actually though to hear from Marco the other side of that, and how it gives chefs like him a real freedom to do what they want. He can put anything from sweet to savoury on the menu, and Ugot is special because it embraces so many different cultures and cuisines. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Question about them? Or just... Just general... Just general stuff. Amazing. Okay. Okay, fantastic. So I'm now sitting down with Marco here at Google Brunch. Um, and basically, Marco, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself and where we are and how you would sum up Google Brunch. Uh, well, hi, I'm Marco. Uh, well, it's all my life that I'm working in restaurants. I'm a chef. And at the moment, I'm the chef of Ugot Brunchery. Uh, I came here um, in Barcelona like 10 years ago, and I started working in many places. And then three years ago, I, I found out about uh, Ugot, which is a very, well, I think is a beautiful concept of uh, hotelery. And uh, it keeps a few different parts of this industry, but keeping them like uh, very clean uh -huh. and the, the contact with the, the clients and the ambient yeah. is a very nice one is very is, I, I use the word clean but it's not clean yeah, it's it just uh, so to just paint the picture it's sort of it's very like throwback style inside we're sitting here you've got all these little things amazing lovely little china it's imperfect but also very well curated yes he has a personality. Exactly. He has his own personality, yes. Um, and if you had to sum it up in one word, how would you sum it up? In one word? Well, the word vintage is the first word that everybody has because he has this retro style. But I think that the real word that I should use is multicultural. Yeah. Because from every step of the building of this place, we think about uh, thank you so much. <laughs> we think about uh, of different elements from different countries and uh, and cultures. Yeah. Even from our menu, for the beverages, and for the decoration of the place. I mean, that was there right from the start, right? From what I understand, it was set up by someone from Israel, and that sort of runs through the roots. Is that right? Uh, yes. The the person that uh, that started this business was a lady from uh, Israel. So she has a very big um, background of uh, Middle Eastern uh, food and, uh, and I beverage. I some amazing havla on my French toast, my French toast so I can, I can attest so for, the, for the fantasticness of that. Which ones you had? I had, uh, it's in the Beirut with uh -huh. pistachio. And halva and strawberries. I mean, I've never had French toast with halva. Oh, brilliant. Good experience. Yeah, Thank fantastic. you so much. And, well, she had this this background and a really clear idea about that she wants to build a place where every kind of people can uh -huh. can be here and enjoy of the moment 
of the music and for sure the, the food and the, and the drinks. So from there it starts like eight years ago and uh, well, a long time passed from, from there, but at the beginning was a really small family business to, def to define it in a few words and slowly with the help of the people that goes through this place as chefs and waiters and barmans and baristas we keep building this place on and uh, you've got an incredibly big profile for somewhere so small right i mean in terms of you're very popular among from what i can tell among tourists especially is that right um, yes well we had like our clients are between 50 percent locals and 50 percent from the from the outside and well i think that is just about every place that has a name you know, it's something that you build it with, with time. Yeah. So if everybody, every person that comes in is pleased and he's happy about what he had, he's gonna tell his friends that he had a good experience. Uh -huh. So, I mean, if you keep these things for eight years straight, it's normal that you, yeah. can, you can have a good, a good name and you still have a good reputation. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's amazing because brunch in Barcelona, I mean, you guys, when you started eight years ago, I know you weren't here, but it was one of the first brunches here. Right? I think so. I think and so. And it's, now there's so much. Yeah, well, is there are a few reasons because of that. Well, look, I'm from Milan, for uh, example. Yeah. And uh, in, when I came here 10 years ago, in Milan was already starting the boom of the brunches yeah. because it's something that before South Europe is something that is not that common. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, has yeah. this vibe of something that is from somewhere San, else. San this or exciting. from UK or yeah. you know from somewhere else. It's like a Sunday roast uh -huh. yeah. in the in the mind of the people from here. So is uh, it becomes more popular because at the end you can, you can well what you can play a lot with what we do. Yeah. And it gives you freedom that you generally don't have in other restaurants yeah. to mix. Uh, kind of uh, food styles of food uh, ingredients you can make it a bit more crazy is that, is that a challenge for you as a chef when you're putting together a menu to try and work out how much because brunch is a confusing concept I mean, yeah it's quite a lot well it makes yeah. makes no sense yeah, basically you, because you can have uh, the a burger some hummus and, and maybe before you can have a cake yeah, be exactly, before yeah. the burger and the hummus so it makes completely no sense and at the beginning it's confusing, but when, well, when you start to understand the logic uh -huh. that there is behind it and that is basically is no logic, so it gives you a lot of space for creativity and well, for sure you have to follow some rule, uh -huh. but at the end of the day it's just to, you know, we, what I do for example here is to take recipe from the world, uh -huh. like maybe even traditional recipes from Mexico or from uh, uh, Middle East or from Japan and try to adapt them at the concept of a brunch. Mm -hmm. So maybe you know we have a, a dish which is the Benedict Bulgogi, yes. which is basically a Korean uh, barbecue. Yeah. So we try to adapt yeah. that. Which I also have. Okay. Fantastic. We try to adapt that that idea to a Benedict. Yeah. You get this really confusing thing with that. That's the one with soy and pork, right? The bulgogi with the rice cakes, or is that a different one? The rice, the, yeah. Yeah. the crisps. Yes. Yeah, that's the bulgogi, right? No, the bulgogi is the sauce. Oh, the, okay. The, the sauce is, is, is like, is the, I say it this way, it's like if the teriyaki sauce and the yeah. barbecue sauce have a daughter. Yeah. That's the bulgogi. Which I must say is, with, combined with like a brioche 
I never had Benedict on brioche as well. Very confusing, but kind of brilliant. At uh -huh. first, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but then like, that's kind of brunch, and that's the whole point. Yeah, but he's... he's... It must be great as a chef. Like, I mean, had you, have you worked at a brunch place before? Where have you worked? Yes, I worked in... Uh, it's called Santeria, it's in yeah. Milan. It was my, one of my first jobs when I was eight, 18, oh. I think. And, uh, and well, then I work in, here in Barcelona, in UK, a couple of years, and well, in Italy because I'm from there. So, well, if you, if you like this job and you are interested in, at the end, it's not, it's not like a job, but it's my interest. I mean, it's something that I really like my day off, for example, is go with my family to have a lunch or a dinner or a brunch somewhere that I, I didn't try it yet. So, you know, every time you eat something, you kind of learning because you, you, you see the, the way that they build that plate, the ingredients, how they work that, uh, the flavors, how they combine together. So at the end, it's, it's like every job that like, every, I have the luck of, 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 of choosing. I've choose uh, a work that I like. So for me, every time is a little, it's challenging because you have to keep, to yeah. keep going. It's, and I mean, to it's so unique. I mean, it's great, great hours for you as well as a chef. You think like the stereotypical chef Finishes service at one and everything. Here, is it better? No, well, here is better because well, in our case we work just for the morning. Yeah, so that's so it, yes, it's great. You, I can, have a, I can have I can have an evening with my daughter and my family, and during the morning still here. So for me, it's Anna is is a good concept and it gives you the, the opportunity to have a more um, good quality lifestyle and still doing what you like. So for yeah. me. It's, the drinks also make up a big part of the menu for, for brunch in general. Yes. And here especially. Is that something that you also have input in or do you focus solely on the food? I, well, we're here in, in this particular place, we, we discuss all kind of things together between the team. With the team, exactly. So, you know, if there's somebody has an idea, doesn't matter if he's, the, he's a waiter, if I'm the chef, if he's the owner, I mean, everybody can can have his own, uh, can bring his own ideas and if it's something that makes sense into the concept, we can adapt it to the, to the menu and to our offer. So uh, everybody, I mean, yes, everybody has uh, his, his way to express these kind of uh, ideas. Then for sure, it's a place that is very busy because we, we work a lot and uh, there are recipes, for example, or kind of preparation that we can't do because maybe they take a lot of time. So for sure we have to, to what, you know, sometimes you can do that. Yeah. Yes, so it's, it's just about uh, adaptation and try to find out the best recipe that can be applied to our kind of offer. Um, but how challenging was it for you when you came in to, obviously it's a fairly well-established place, the menu's there already. I mean, how challenging was it for you to know what to take off the menu, what to put your own spin on? Well, I always, well, when I arrived here three years ago, I mean, the restaurant was already built uh -huh. and was already a, a successful place. Yeah. So for me, it was just coming in and my challenge was to keep with the standards. Sure. At and the beginning. Not to change anything straight away. And At the beginning, no. The beginning was just replacing the, the, the previous head chef uh -huh. and, uh, and keep with the standards and keep with the quality. Then. When I, I did the first step, then was my, my time to start to change the menu, try to modify it, talking with the owner, understand which are the, the flavors and the taste that fits more the place and which are not. And with time and making a lot of trials and making a lot of dish, 
so well, it's, it's the trial and the error. You yeah, know, you course, go yeah, trying yeah. and yeah, you, know, you do maybe 10 dishes and two are great and the rest are me. <laughs> so, you know, you keep with the good ones and then, you know, you keep going with the same process. And also, you're very well known for your cakes. What, how much, how important are they to the business and what's your favorite cake you guys have ever had? Well, here? I think that the cakes are uh, the kind of, of the, our presentation to uh -huh. the guests because the first things that the guests see when yeah, they come the are, are, are the cakes okay, and yes. even the name of the restaurant Ugot yeah. means cake in, uh, in Hebrew so I mean these are like the soul of the place and I think that it's always trying to keep them the best way as possible Try every weekend we do a special cheesecakes they can have um, seasonal flavors or just you know some Strange and weird, yes. What's the weirdest one you've done? The weirdest one? Well, I don't know, we did so many. We did the uh, one with bacon and dark chocolate. Oh my God. Which, which wasn't the, the strangest one. <laughs> but, That's well... Sweet and savory. Yeah. We, we did some with uh, white chocolate and Jerusalem artichokes. Wow, okay. Yeah. So, you know, That's we did, good. yes. I mean, yeah. I sort of don't know if I love it or hate it. <laughs> it's, it's funny because it's, the, it's one short cake. So you know you don't need to repeat it. So it's something that gives you the opportunity yeah. to do something that you generally it don't want to do for a stable menu, yeah. but give you this this push of creativity. It reminds me of foie gras ice cream. That I had recently. Yeah, indeed, yeah. something like this. Yeah. It's something oh, like anyway, this. Just the ice cream, but yeah, and so my favorite cakes at the moment is the flourless coconut uh -huh. with dulce de leche, oh. which is for the people who like sweetness. And I, is is. It's a blast. I have a gluten-free friend who would be happy to hear about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so what's your favorite thing to cook and what's your favorite thing to eat? Well, in this place, my favorite things to cook are these stews that we prepare for our Benedict, like the bulgogi that you had before. is made with uh, pork ribs that we stew for six, eight hours, and then we glaze it with the, with the sauce. And it is the, the kind of thing that I prefer to cook. And and then if I have to choose something to have in Ugot, I always like to have shakshukas. Yeah. Because it's, it's uh, spicy and it's warm. So and much flavor. Yes. So warm. Yeah. And it, I think it's something that is very different from the, the concept of the classic brand. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's completely different. I mean, how much since you've been in Barcelona would you say the food scene has changed here? Because we were talking about the development of brunch. What are, in what other ways is it adapted? Well, at the end of the day, you implement a lot of things every day because yeah. if everything is, be, is made with trial and error. So you start maybe organizing the bar in one way and then after a few weeks you realize that you can do it the other way around. So maybe you move all the glasses, you move the coffee machine and then, you know, it's, it's every time is on the run. And in the kitchen is the same thing. If we maybe put some shelf and then we realize that it's more if you have to buy another fridge, if you have to buy new equipment. Yeah. Yes. Even with the team, you keep every day trying to to get better with the team and to make them learn a bit more every day. So mm -hmm. you know, you be sure that even you know, is a, is a branch place. We are not a Michelin star restaurant. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's very important to keep uh, doing these things with the mentality that we are here to offer the best for our clients. Uh -huh. So if we can do this every day so to keep uh, getting better to keep um, improving uh, our way of service even if it's food even if it's drinks you know i think that is already 
a good a good yes a good uh, job that is is done. Amazing. So we're going to move on to some quick fire questions about about Barcelona. So I was I was hinting at it earlier. First, I want to know your favorite restaurant in Barcelona. My favorite restaurant in Barcelona. That's a very complicated question because I got a lot of favorite places. You've got to keep here. it simple. Your favorite place to eat doesn't have to be the best. Your favorite place? My no, there is one place that I really like to go with my family that uh -huh. is called Kan Kenji, mm -hmm. which is a kind of uh, very traditional uh, Japanese uh, wow. tavern. Amazing. And it's a very small place, and they do few dishes, and mm. they have the the part with the sushi, very really good selection of tuna, and uh, and I think is is one place that is very familiar. It's not really pretentious. Yeah. And but for having a lunch or a dinner, even if it's more or less formal, is a very good place. Amazing. Best coffee? Wow, Ugot, for sure. Apart from Ugot, <laughs> you're not allowed to self-nominate yourself. Because, um, by the way, that coffee I had was, was very, very good. <laughs> Thank you. Best coffee, I think, uh, for me, is Freemarks. Okay, whereabouts is that? Tell me about it. Freemarks is, uh, I think, that they have more than one place, but it's in Calimarina. Amazing. It's a very, just a coffee shop. And they do, they have a very good oh selection of coffees. And I really like to have espresso tonic. Oh, yeah, which and is really hard to find here. Yes, yeah. it's because it's sad, but in this place, have them and they make it perfectly. Amazing. And your favorite thing to cook at home? The favorite things to cook home? Well, I'm Italian, so I love to cook any kind of pasta. Amazing. But from where I started living here, I really took a lot of uh, appreciation to the paella or the arroz. Uh -huh. I really like to do it on Sundays. With and your favorite thing to eat? Some in general, in my general. favorite things to eat can be drink too. Yeah, yeah. Fit, I really love smoothies yeah. with fresh fruit and vegetables. Amazing. And last one is the most overrated place in Barcelona. The most overrated place in Barcelona? I don't know. Where the tourists flock to, but it's wow. really... That's a really good question. I really don't know. A lot of, a lot of them. Yeah, there, there are, I mean, there are many. <laughs> but I really can't name one. No? You can't pick, uh, well, there's too many. I don't know, there are, I, I know that there are a few, but sometimes it just depends on the, on the season, because yeah. I had, like with my father last year, we went to a restaurant in the Barceloneta, uh -huh. and we went there before the season, yeah. and it was great, and, and during went. the season, it wasn't really good. Yeah, I can imagine it is always like that. So we okay. and then, our final thing is always the dream dinner party. I gave you some warning before we started. So we need four people, dead or alive, and you need to know. I need to know what you're cooking them as well. In so courses. well, I really, well, I really don't know. I can sure choose uh, Franco Battiato. Mm -hmm. Tell us about him. Which is an Italian singer that is from Sicily. Uh, are you from Sicily as well? No, I'm from Milan. But uh, doesn't matter. Uh, well, I think like some, maybe Steve Jobs. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> contrast, but love it, yeah. <laughs> Fascinating guy. Yeah, well, we, we, I don't know, I would like to, you know. Got the visionary I, in there, yeah. <laughs> if I have to choose, and then, well, I really don't know, I can't answer. Well, I'd say you probably want one more bit of entertainment and then maybe one more like really interesting person. Uh, maybe Audrey Hepburn. Uh-huh, yeah. And well, Quentin Tarantino should be even yeah. a very good person. Well, it can be a really good dinner. Yeah, that would and be a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably start the dinner with some um, fresh fruit, uh -huh. light and sugary, just to so get, the, get yourself ready. Yes, get yourself ready for the conversations. 
and uh, probably we prepare uh, homemade pasta with scallops and uh, oh. parsley oh, something very amazing, simple yeah, all, all and seafood yes, like mussels and uh, clams and maybe for the main course maybe probably have some like butternut squash mm. roasted with spicy something like this something oh, I not love too that. yeah completely different but yeah. and what are you drinking a nice deep brunello uh, no probably Fresh start no, probably something with kombucha oh wow uh, i'm just I'm, going I mean, uh, love it full, full, uh, yeah brilliant full of ideas full and for the main for the first course and the second one probably have a white wine Oh. Maybe an Albariño or uh, a Yes, it's, it's very nice white wine from Spain, yeah. from Galicia. Yeah. I think it's my favorite one. Amazing. Beautiful. Well, I'd like to come to that dinner too. It sounds absolutely lovely. It's been a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> and, um, thank you so much for having me here with Ugot. And yeah, I've got to say to everyone, it's, a, it's an amazing place. It's totally unique. I mean, the vibe is, is really different. And there's like amazing china and weird retro throwback things that are fantastic. But the food is great as well. That's the most important. Thank place. you so much. Thank you. Thanks again to Marco for having me, and genuinely, it is a fantastic place. As I say at the end, it's so, so totally unique, and the food really is high quality too. That French toast I had with halva, pistachio, and just loads of strawberries and things in there as well, a bit of yogurt ice cream on top, it really is totally unlike anything I've had before. I'm not sure about the eggs benedict on brioche, but the brioche that they have is their own recipe from their founder eight years ago. She's not there, the brioche has lived on. And I'm telling you what, it is actually fantastic. Really buttery and indulgent, but absolutely delicious as well. Be sure to stay tuned. We've got some amazing podcasts coming up. And I know I always say that, but this is absolutely next level. That'll be in a few weeks time. And there's plenty to come in between as well. Be sure to go over to the website to read the full write-up from Ugot and plenty of other places too. Hit subscribe as well so you never miss an episode of Meet the Chefs.